I saw it was open. I clicked on it, but then I forgot to hit the button. I'm sitting there. Uh, What's the deal? Could y'all hear me? It's like. Well, I don't have too much to uh, add to our opening comments here. We can. So you guys about ready to get going? Yeah, sure. let's get the show on the road. All right. Let's kick this donkey. <laughs> that, that sounds that funny. Sounds, that sounds funny. All right, this is the show that sounds funny. And this is, I have the week of August 2nd because this is the day we're recording because it's Monday. We usually record on Tuesdays, which would make it the week of August the 3rd. Uh, but regardless, it's episode 40, the big 4 0. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We are two blind brothers 40. and a blind sister who tell it the way we see it. I am your host, Keith, and those voices you heard there are... Jerry and Jill. Yeah. And, uh, 40 packets of sweet there in my coffee. To <laughs> you got plenty of sugar, plenty of caffeine, and ready to go. Uh, yeah, yeah so we'd like to open up with the uh, opening story, What's New? Does anyone have a question? It could be if something new happened, the old classic family story, just whatever you want to talk about, reading, watching, doing. Well, it's kind of like uh, one of our news things, but last week, you know, we were camping and on our way home on Wednesday, we heard a commercial on the radio. I thought it was kind of funny. It was for an app on your Apple phones that lets you know what kind of mood your cat is in. Um, (laughs) If you have a cat, I don't think it works for dogs because I forget the name of the app. It was an AI app, but um, somehow if your cat's ears are perked up or bent back or... Because the world needs to know. Yes, if their eyes are dilated, they have taken enough pictures to add into this app to let you know, you know, what kind of mood your cat is in. Based on your cat's body language. Yes. <laughs> By taking this picture and sending it, it in. <laughs> was it called a cat mood ring? It should have been. Oh, <laughs> it really? might have been. Cat AI or something. But I thought it was the funniest thing. I was it's like, we really need to know. rings. <laughs> we really need to know what mood a cat is in. It doesn't work for dogs, only cats. <laughs> Well, yeah, because dogs would have a different body language, they have floppy ears, not you know pointy ears, and stuff like that. There, they tend to have their tongues hanging out, and cats maybe <laughs> don't. <laughs> dogs are kind of dopey looking, and cats think they're cool and laid back. But yeah, I thought something. that was funny. Do we need to know the mood your cat is in? I you don't can, have a. You cat, can take so your app to the zoo and and like aim it at the tigers. That <laughs> is hungry. Oh no, let's walk a little farther. <laughs> walk on by. Walk on by. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just have a little short thing. Uh, our we have grandkids in the house. There are right now three different grandsons, and the middle grandson, as I recall, uh, was. 
uh, arguing with his brothers, and apparently one of them was, you know, poking the other brother, like brothers might do. But the words I heard was, why do you keep poking him in the butt? <laughs> and my response was, because he wants a brown finger. But I don't think anybody heard me, which is probably just as well. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, you pick on your little brother. By poking well, that's what needed to happen. I got a story. That was, mine takes place, uh, oh, it had to have been somewhere between 1995 and 2012, somewhere in there. <laughs> that's kind of a big range there. <laughs> I know. But I don't remember what day it was, but I just know that at the time, you know, I, I didn't lose my vision until uh, 2004. I was legally blind, but so it had to have been before then because I was driving and I took mom shopping. Well, that doesn't mean anything, knowing you. And, <laughs> and so we were, I don't know if we were at Kmart or Walmart, but uh, we we're walking around and I'm, Pull, you know, got my arm pulling the cart. Mom's holding on to the back, you know, like we do now, you know, blind, walking around through the store. And Drag you along, holding on to the cart. Yeah. All of a sudden, she goes, Terry, 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 Terry. And I said, what? She goes, is there anybody in the aisle? And I looked and I, you know, and I was like, uh, before I could say, there's a guy kneeling behind you, stocking the shelf. She, she let one go. <laughs> <laughs> the wait for the answer. The guy, I was like, except for the guy to do sorry. <laughs> I had to have a middle middle picture of that scene in uh, the new uh, uh, oh the Eddie Murphy movie when he paid, played the professor, nutty professor, and he's he's this big old giant fat professor butts like he's like no. <laughs> the, the the cloth on his pants is flapping around. <laughs> and so she let one go. Now that poor guy. <laughs> now that I, I, get, later I wonder if they get combat pay at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> now, now the same thing that's happened to me. You know, going with same type story. You know, but see. Um, I was walking through the store, same similar thing, but I was now a person behind, and my wife's pulling the shopping cart, and I did same exact thing with her. Hey, Terry, Terry, is there anybody in the in the in the aisle? No, you're not going. To... And then the people in the next aisle were laughing and stuff because <laughs> they could hear the, the next over aisle over. Like, let's not go down there right away. <laughs> we'll hold on. We're getting those symptoms until later. Clean up on aisle three. <laughs> Big green cloud of smoke. You poison gas floating around. <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You have to be well. careful. You might have to get some of that charcoal lined underwear. You know, because uh, yeah. they they say that you know if when you fart that can spread the coronavirus too. <laughs> <laughs> or a mask over your butt. <laughs> I was listening to that on Earth Oddities podcast, but well, that, that's a I mean the the cool thing about the military uh 
chem gear. I mean, it, it, it actually is kind of sucky because it's so stinking hot. You sweat to death when you're out there actually having to use it for your job. But they are charcoal aligned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can. On a cold day, you can, like, grab the the pants or the jacket and wear them under your clothes like a padded uh, long underwear. You got to let one go. No they're, one they're saying on that. They're saying on their on their show. I listened to uh, this was early on in the uh, back episodes when last year when the pandemic was going strong. They that you can spread the coronavirus by farting, but if you have pants on, even pants, you know, it acts like a mask. You know, wow. so you don't have much to worry well, about. Well, I'm double masked because so, I have underwear and pants on. So if <laughs> so if you fart, you'd have to have their they'd have to have their face right down there in it. You know, so so, so I guess if you had on long johns, you'd be triple masked. You have underwear, long johns, and pants on. Yeah, but in summertime, we wouldn't want to wear long johns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, let's let's get off of the the COVID and the masking topic because we don't want to joke about that. <laughs> Although there's plenty of parties to joke around about. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to our uh, next segment. Unless we have anything else to say, I guess Jill already said her. Nope. Go ahead. With All right. Holidays. Well, holidays. Happy holidays. May the calendar keep ringing. Happy holidays. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead. We like to, we like to uh, go from Tuesday to Tuesday because that's our typical schedule. Uh, so just as a reminder, we mentioned last week that today, well, actually Tuesday, August 3rd, is uh, National Black Women's Equal Pay Day. That. National Watermelon Day, which makes you say, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's National White Wine Day. I don't think I read that one last time. I don't remember reading it. It's Tom Brady's birthday. And of course, our favorite, it is National <laughs> Grab Some Nuts Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, what a day. I like that. Uh, Moving on to August 4th, Wednesday. It's Barack Obama's birthday. Who's he? It's National Chocolate (laughs) Chip Cookie Day. Mm. It is Regatta Day. R E G A T T A. Okay, I like that. Jill's words. Yeah. Jill's words. It didn't say what it is, but regatta is like a you know a party, a festive kind of a party. Oh, um, U.S. Coast Guard birthday. So that's all on Wednesday the fourth, uh, August fifth on Thursday. National Underwear Day. We're gonna have to tell them to cut Work it down. like a dog day. Work like a dog. <laughs> Uh, maybe they should have put grab your nuts day on this day so you can wear your underwear <laughs> to protect yourself. When you grab your nuts. Well, uh, but yeah, August 6th, Friday, Cycle to Work Day, hmm. International Beer Day, because if you cycle to work, you owe it to yourself, huh? Yeah, you won't be drinking and driving. You'll be drinking but, and peddling. <laughs> but if beer is not your thing, it is International Root Beer Float Day. Mm. 
So if you don't want to have a regular kind, you can have not only a root beer, but float day. So yeah. Got some ice cream on that thing. Uh, August 7th on Saturday, National Lighthouse Day, National Mustard Day, Purple hey. Heart Day. <laughs> so if you've been wounded in the war and you have a Purple Heart, you can visit a lighthouse and enjoy some mustard on whatever snack you're eating that day. As long as it ain't mustard gas. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a, that's illegal <laughs> since World War One. <laughs> not that not that nations still wouldn't have that in their arsenal, but there's uh, legalities about you. Anyway, moving on to August 8th, Sunday, Dying to Know Day. Happiness Happens Day, International Cat Day, <laughs> National Sneak Some Zucchini on Your Neighbor's Porch Day. <laughs> it is the Peace Festival in Augsburg. So that's on Sunday. So yeah, that sounds some pretty fun uh, activities there. Uh, Sneak, sneaking some zucchini over your two neighbor. If you don't like it, hey, there you go. The way to get rid of some. <laughs> if you know your neighbor sure. likes it, share it well. You know that's where all my zucchini goes. <laughs> the neighbor, <laughs> I don't mind zucchini. It's one of those things where it doesn't really have a lot of flavor, but it's it adds you know to your salad, or you can make bread out of it. It's very flexible. How you can use it. Yeah, but don't hide but, it in yeah. stovetop. <laughs> but that, that international national cat day. Or International Cat Day. So if you get that app Jill was talking about, you could enjoy your cat and all of its moods. Yes. And I like that happiness happens day as opposed to the other kind of thing that happens. Anger. <laughs> it involves the fan. When uh -huh. it hits. Poop day. The, the dying to know day. I, I like that one too because, hey, your curiosity Dying to know, and it's cat. Yeah. Killed the cat. The cat. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of a lot of uh, intrigue happening then. Uh, taking us into the next Monday, August 9th, Islamic New Year, Islamic. National Book Lovers Day, National Women's Day. So that's on Monday, and to take us all the way to our next podcasting scheduled uh, date. Uh, August 10th, Tuesday, National Lazy Day. Ooh. Oh, that's my day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> National S'mores Day. Hmm. National Spoil Your Dog Day. You get, And that's all for that. But you know, those dogs need to have equal attention, I guess. You know? got, yep. Just, Somebody said, wait a minute. If there's a National Cat Day, I want my dog to have a day. Yeah. Well, you know, last uh, yesterday was uh, the dogest day, and Saturday was National Mutt Day. <laughs> so dogs aren't without their days. And of course, we had work like a dog day on Friday. Yeah. So there we go. Those are the holidays. Lots of dogs happening this week. So this is where we like to move along to news. Talk about the funny news stories. 
and things that are out of the ordinary. You don't hear about the mainstream uh, national media attention stuff. And I'm sure Terry's ready. You got one? Oh, no, I'm not ready. Not? Uh, well, I got one to start out with if you want. Okay, go ahead. Got something on the floor. Belize and Louisiana cousins meet at the officer candidate school. And if you don't know, Belize is a country uh, in Central America. I think it's on the Gulf Coast, kind of wedged in there by Mexico and Guadalajara or whatever that country is under. This what brain did. But it's down there along the coast. They actually speak English there in Belize as national language. Some little tri- tidbits of trivia. Uh, but at Camp Beauregard, Louisiana, at National Guard Officer Candidate School, it brought together two cousins who have never heard of each other before. Hmm. Uh, Raymond uh, Beiser of Belize is a Civil Defense Force soldier uh, and is part of a state partnership program, had attended the Officer Candidate School there in Louisiana. At the same time, Savannah Baser grew up in Las Vegas and uh, went to Louisiana also for officer candidate school. And the two met during drill and immediately noticed physical traits in common, the same last name, and uh, Raynon said we had everyone in the family has nearly identical noses so they sell this person with the same kind of a nose they're like i know we have to be some kind of a cousin uh savannah said my father's side of the family is from belize and our skin has a distinct look and so she consulted with her father and uh, through him they were able to confirm that they were second cousins they all have the same so, nose. They're very yeah. nosy family. <laughs> they say they hope to build stronger family ties going forward. So interesting family reunion there. Yeah, we have a family member, several probably that we've never met. There's one in Mexico. We've met her dad, our cousin, but yeah, of course he's got a kid or two. And yep, he uh, moved to California, and I think when he got married, he either moved to Mexico or they, they go back and forth. between. Oh, you burst my bubble. I thought he was running from the law. <laughs> yeah. He's hiding out in Mexico. It could be. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> I was that Willie Nelson song about south of the border, or maybe that was uh, somebody else who sang it first. What happens in Mexico stays in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just well, like we, the- we got cousins we haven't met. We uh, that particular cousin's dad, who was our 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 dad's oldest brother, uh, lived up in Mexico, Minnesota for until he passed away some years ago. But he's got grandkids all over up there that we've never met. Yeah, so our, our family has kind of exploded across the USA during the generation of of our parents and maybe the one before. Yeah. Well, now, if you're done with your story, I got one since Terry seems to be very quiet. Yeah, but, 
if you're in the mood for a cup of tea, there's a man that can dip his tea bag in your hot water by tying it to the bumper of his truck, a diesel truck, and backing up. And let me go. Let's see his name. I'll go back. His that name sounds is, pretty complicated. Yeah, it's very complicated. <laughs> Johan Gotteboer or something. Nailed seen, it. On, <laughs> seen on Facebook a tea bag challenge where you Sorry, tie a tea bag to the back of your truck. Uh, it's uh, we call a it a diesel truck. It's a semi truck. Yeah, that's what we call it. But he called it. The let me see. Trailer. Um, a long, heavy. Let me see. He's supposed to. It's an eighty-two foot long LHV long heavy vehicle. Oh. And you back your truck up, kind of through a, a sort of an obstacle course, and you get back to the cup. I don't know. It didn't say if it was on a table or the ground, but it's boiling water. And you back your truck up until your tea bag is over. Then you lower your hydraulics, oh. and it puts that tea bag into that cup. So, for all those little girls that want to have a tea party, there you go. <laughs> you can get really complicated with it and back up a semi tractor trailer. Too. <laughs> yeah, I'm not real sure. Tea service. It sounds like it's a project uh, for practicing how to back up accurately. Yeah, I thought it was kind of funny because I was thinking, really, does in, is anybody ever really going to use your diesel truck to make a cup of tea? Let's have a tea party. Let's call this guy. Hey, bring your truck over. Back it up to the kitchen here. Closer, closer. Got it. Yeah. Since he posted his video on Facebook, he has been swamped with friend requests. Everybody's <laughs> wanting to be his friend. So I guess everybody oh, is wanting to have a cup of tea with tea this guy. Uh, I know. See that about twelve cups back behind it. The secret is out. This is how they've been doing it in the UK for ages now. (laughs) Oh no. David Rush is gonna try to how did they do that before they had motor vehicles? I don't know. Did they have like the horse and buggy back up? (laughs) I'd be afraid the horse might drop something else in your heart. (laughs) 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 Chunky. It tastes like apples. Road apples with my hot tea. Oh. Apple fritters. <laughs> so you got something for us, Terry? Well, yeah, there's some thirsty people and <clears throat> takes place over in this land called Sri Lanka, way over there across the ocean. But there were some people digging a well in their backyard. They went some water and they ran across the world's largest sapphire cluster. And it was 1,124 pounds is what the sapphire weighed. It was like 2.5 million carats. And wow. its estimated value is $163 million. So, hey, they could sell that and have this guy come over and make him a cup of tea with their well that they got yeah. plenty of water. <laughs> sure. And they, they, uh, it was in the, what's known as the, I can't pronounce the name, it's the, the, known as the Jim 
capital of the world. It's like, oh, I'll go dig it around over there. Yeah. Finding precious gems. Huh? Yeah, another story later about digging around stuff too. Finding yeah, good. usually you think of diamonds like in South Africa down there. But yeah, they do have gems, uh, you know, being mined other places, various kinds of gems. Um, I, was, I was thinking about Aladdin and Jasmine. And yeah. Seven dwarfs is what I was thinking. They go down in the mines looking for uh, diamonds. Oh. Yeah. We dig, 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 dig. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's my little, I got a story there. That one. So, uh-huh. well, my next one is the, the actual story is kind of long because it, uh, it gets a lot of background, I guess. But the title of it is uh, Colby would be official Wisconsin cheese under a bill. Yep, Colby cheese apparently is not the official cheese of Wisconsin, but you would think Wisconsin would have an official cheese since it produces the most cheese in the nation. But I guess no one's ever bothered. Uh, but uh, in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, uh, they have uh, officially decided to pass a bill uh, to make a official state cheese and now Colby I don't think is a cheese that that they produce most I think they produce cheddar and mozzarella more than they produce Colby but uh, the uh, reason why they chose chose Colby is because it was actually invented in Wisconsin Hmm. you want to wear the town of Colby. Exactly. <laughs> I, exactly I was just right. guessing. <laughs> uh, in the town of Colby, uh, the, whoever it was uh, invented this cheese and named it after the town. And so it was actually invented there. So it may not be uh, the most produced or most popular, but uh, it is. Uh, that's the reason why they chose it. And so they're going to actually make it like uh, an official state thing. We said the article's pretty long. <laughs> I don't know if I want to read the whole thing, but that's the gist of it. Yeah. Huh. They make a lot of cheese up there. Yep. But don't sleep in a cheese factory. Yeah. <laughs> you might get kicked out. Arrested or something. Yeah, it's against the law. Uh, As we learned last week, huh? Yeah. Okay. See, we're at edu- we were very educational. <laughs> yeah, besides being funny, we're educational. We learn lots of stuff. You got well, I, can, yep, I got something that'll teach it to teach all the airplane pilots to watch out for a man with a jetpack in Los Angeles. He for some reason likes flying in the same airspace as the big seven forty seven, you know, the Boeings. And so the uh what are they called? The air tower people aircraft controllers yeah they told uh, you know they put out on the radio last wednesday to watch out for this guy you don't want to i wouldn't want to play chicken with these big old airplanes you got the yeah. jet pack. You're you're not, like, there he's the trying jet to hitchhike pack. or something 
I'm wondering. It'd be like a bird hitting the windshield or something. <laughs> he ran into one of them. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's trying to get up there and land on one of the wings and hitchhike, like you said. <laughs> yeah. It's like that old Twilight episode with the gremlin. <laughs> There's a gremlin on the plane, on the wing. <laughs> Yeah, but that story was a short one. It wasn't a very long one, just a lot of t- telling all the different, and so they were watching out for him. And- yeah. <laughs> Watch out for the guy who likes his things. Yes. <laughs> Back on you, Terry. Yep. I've got a story. It's a world record story. It's not a David Rush. <laughs> it's uh, a man breaks the world's record for the longest slide on a slip and slide. <laughs> on a slip and slide, huh? Yeah. It was a horizontal slip and slide. It was in uh, in West Virginia in a state park. And the, the slippery, slippery slip and slide, the slippery slope, was on slevel, slevel ground, and they... It was, as far as I can tell, you had to propel yourself, you, you know, and so. Yeah, running and jumping and diving, right? Right. Yeah. You, you couldn't be like in a, you know, spring propelled, pring, shoot you like a pinball. Catapult. And, and Racing downhill. <laughs> <laughs> how far do you think, just what do you think the length of it would be? How, how big is a slip and a slide about, about. 20 yards, something like that, 30 yards. Yeah, but if they made one bigger, it was the biggest slip and slide. (laughs) Typical one. Yeah, I would say it was a world record. It had to be bigger than the typical. We put two or three together. I would say say, uh, 60 60 yards, about 90 feet. Yeah. Well, this guy, he was able to do it. Uh, uh, He ran and he slid. Two thousand and twenty-one feet. Wow! On a flat ground. Wow. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> and so, you know, if you, how many? Two thousand and twenty-one, just like the year twenty-one. That's 2021 a, yeah, that's a lot. Twenty-one feet. Now, there's uh, what is it? Uh, now, what did you do? Grease yourself up or something? <laughs> Five thousand two hundred eighty feet in a mile. So they, they 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 slathered the slip and slide with olive oil, and he put like you know vaseline on his belly or something. They was because that's like almost a half a mile, you know. Yeah, yeah it is pretty far. <laughs> and so, um, I don't remember how many takes it took him. I mean the the uh, the it, it's got to be flat and. It, you have to propel yourself, and the previous 2006 feet, and then uh, well, it's, it's hard to believe because you know, like you're, you're right, it is close to half a mile, that's like two laps around a running track. I can't imagine sliding that far, self propelled, and sliding that far unless you're either going downhill. Or had right. something to shoot you out of a cannon or something. I don't know. Right, because it's like I look at it as when I measure distance, like that's like, oh, that's like going from the grade school 
down here, almost all the way down here to our to this house. You know, yeah. that's like five blocks. That's you know, getting dragged by a car, maybe. <laughs> it's like, that's pretty far to go. It's like you know, maybe there was some like you know what they call some uh, anti gravity or something going on. The wind well, was blowing him. He ate a lot of beans. He greased up his belly up. <laughs> he got propelled. And uh, Dad Plus, he let the brown streak the whole way. <laughs> Some big speed bumps. That's how I say. I've hit a speed bump, you know, and it went oh, up wow. and then went wow. down there. Hit a wow. pop. And. Anyway. But if it's Guinness Book World Record, I guess it has to be true, right? <laughs> they certify it. Yeah. 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 And what, wow. What you got? Anybody else got one? Um, I got a, another one here. It's called uh, Glue Gaff. Uh, two men freed in Greece after drug bust mix up. That, that was the headline. And I thought I, I had to read it a couple of times because it didn't make sense. I mean, you know, a glue gaff means you make a mistake with glue. And the two men were freed in Greece. And of course, that's the country Greece, not, you know, cooking Greece. But that <laughs> would make it change the story. <laughs> what if it was a typing error? What if it was a typing error that said uh, two men were fried in Greece? And then, of course, it has to do with a drug bust. So it's like, wow, uh-huh. okay, you got glue, you got grease, you got drug bust. I got to read this. They were so slipping glue. Thessalonica, Greece, uh, two men were arrested on drug trafficking charges after police admit that they were seized because of a suspicious white powder they had in their car. But it turned out to not be cocaine. But now, from the headline, you can kind of guess what the white powder might be. But the powder dropped drug possession and trafficking charges uh, against the two men uh, following their appearance in court in a northern city in Thessalonica, uh, a state lab that analyzed the powder which was initially thought to be cocaine was a white glue powder that had partially crystallized due to the high heat in their car. So what kind of a white glue powder? I don't know. Maybe some kind of a resin. I don't know. Uh, But uh, the police actually detained the men for two days uh, as they confiscated their cell phones and car and uh, it's like $350 they had on their persons. They thought it was money from drug trafficking. So they were held for two days <laughs> in jail because no one, I guess would believe their story. And they, uh, but once they found out the mistake, it was really the powdered glue that they, Oh, sorry. You can go. <laughs> Well, I know when we hung wallpaper one time, it was a powdered glue that you had to mix with water to huh. hang your wallpaper. Maybe they were just going to go hang wallpaper. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe they're just paper hangers. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they got their stuff back and apologized to and sent on their way. If they were drug dealers, <laughs> they seemed like they would have had more than $300. Those guys always have a lot of money. You would think they would have more money. You would think there could be some weapons involved, but they didn't mention that. 
Hmm. <sighs> you would think if they did like the old Hawaii Five O or that Jack McGarrett, he whipped out the white powder bag, puts his tongue onto it. That's good stuff. <laughs> my tongue is sticking to my mouth. I think well, I can't talk. I can't talk. My mouth not big I don't have another story, Terry. So if you got one, go ahead. <laughs> sure. <clears throat> a <clears throat> a naked alligator was removed from a person's hot tub in Texas. <laughs> As opposed to wanting somebody to shoot on, huh? <laughs> yeah. It says that a Texas, uh, Texas police officer has body cam footage where they captured an alligator swimming naked in a person's hot tub without their permission. Just so the, the, police, the police were called to a residence when the resident had reported that she had heard uh, unknown sound is like somebody was breaking into her yard, getting into her yard and into her hot tub. So she had called the police and the police responded and, you know, they arrested the alligator. Uh, uh, they did not have permission to be in the person's hot tub and they, they couldn't, they just, they couldn't handcuff it. It was too slippery. <laughs> and then, <laughs> they they huh. arrived on the scene and it was swimming naked. Oh, well, that's a different thingy there. The, um, yeah, so uh, <laughs> you have a, uh, a skinny dip and alligator there. Huh? And they, the gator resisted at first. <laughs> huh. Was, he was arrested and later released in, in the wild, it says. Which is weird because this was in Texas. And, you know, you don't usually have alligators in the wild running around in Texas. Well, maybe on the east side, you do, I guess, maybe. Yeah, because they flowed down from Louisiana. <laughs> right. So I, 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 I had this one story. I was going to save it for maybe another day. But seeing as how you did the story about the, the naked alligator in the woman's pool, uh, I got one for you. Uh, woman arrested after skinny dipping in a stranger's pool. Uh, Another in naked Florida. Woman. A man returns home from his doctor's appointment and founds a naked stranger swimming in his backyard swimming pool. At first. The man only noticed clothes scattered all around his yard. <laughs> <laughs> then he saw the woman in his pool and called deputy sheriffs. <laughs> so the woman was hostile and told the deputies to leave her alone. They asked her several times to get out of the pool and get dressed. She finally followed their orders, but resisted to a deputy's tried to detain her. I'm not going anywhere, she is reported to have said. Deputies eventually took her to the Charlotte County Jail, but she refused to tell her her name or tell them her name. But they figured out who she was by uh, jail uh, arrest photos. And she has had a, a past 
track record of resisting arrest uh, or various charges over the years. So I, I, I wonder how she has any other naked swimming charges. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I that was in Florida. Yeah, Florida. Yeah, I, I was wondering whenever I saw that story, Terry, what would you do if you had a naked woman skinny dipping in your pool? Uh, would you call the cops? I wouldn't know it. <laughs> you wouldn't know it until you did that with her. What the hell? I wouldn't know it until I bumped into her. Hey, who are you? Yeah, you better watch out, Terry. When you go skinny dipping, the cops might come and get you. <laughs> Somebody say, hey, there's a man skinny dipping in that pool over there. <laughs> I try to do it after dark. Wow. <laughs> also, I wondered if you had any bears or alligators in your pool lately. It seems like there's a lot of that going on here, like, you know, all around. There, there's some other alligator stories I got, but like I said, I, I want to hold them until maybe next week. I, don't, we don't, I, got a, I got a short little one here in South yeah. Carolina. They were doing this, scientists were doing a routine check and uh, some they found some nestlings of turtle you know sea turtles they ran across a, a unique sea turtle turtle turtlet chicklet turtle turtling with two heads and it's very rare to to see one let alone they i believe they took it and you know put it in captivity because you know you don't see it very often they don't usually survive out there in the mean world but a two-headed sea turtle. Ooh. That can be. It, it, I wonder if it's like a push me and pull you, like on Doctor Belittle. Yeah, <laughs> it has a head sticking out of each end. Hey, your butt stinks. <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe out of my butt. With <laughs> turtles breathe out of their butts, you know. So. I didn't oh, know that. I knew that's other their, things come out of their butts. <laughs> that's their intake and output. Their mm. their intake right back there. I thought maybe that's how they propelled themselves. Hi, I am Terry Hogan Helsley, the friendly Avon lady. If you need something, we more than likely have it. We have more than just makeup and clothes. We have cleaners, we have clothing, we have body wash and bubble bath, toothbrush and toothpaste. Everything will be delivered to your house. So go ahead and go to my website at www.youravon.com front slash T. Hogan Helpsley. That is front slash T-H-O-G-A-N-H-E-L-T-S-L-E-Y. Thank you. Yeah. All right, so I guess it's Jill's words are next. Well, hey, before we do, we can either do it before or after. But we, you know, we used to do a uh, an ask the host segment. And I have some questions for ask the host if you want to do that, but we can do it later if you want. Well, we can do it. Which reminds me, we're here to play what you ask for, so do some asking. That don't matter to me. Let's try. Yeah. Let's try that. Okay. Well. Now, I did not do this last week, and I forgot to, to bring it up. Uh, but uh, the first question that starts out is, what would your dream house be like? A castle. Barbie dream house, I think. <laughs> a castle. That would be interesting. Lots of rooms. 
stone walls. Yeah, yeah where the inside is like open, you know, just the castle walls, and then you can have the inside as a garden or something. Those, those big heavy doors with those big old locks on them. Got to have a moat around your castle. Here's a little compound there. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little things going on. You have, have towers. Towers to lock up your daughters so they can't get attacked by. Uh, That's right. They're going to be princesses. <laughs> Four dragons. Have a two or three, four story house with the with the pool that you could slide down from floor to take an elevator back. Like Batman, you could use it for a a pool to pull the slide to the next floor, or you could use it for a stripper pole. (laughs) Or you could strip on your way down. Uh, would, I wouldn't live in a house that big, that tall anyway, but. I, I think a, I would call it a self-sustaining house, meaning that uh, you're, you're kind of off the grid, you know, so you would have like a geothermal for heating and, you know, solar for energy and stuff that, uh, you know, septic. That way you, know, you can just put your house out in the woods someplace or wherever. And that way you don't have to rely on, you know, what if the power goes down or, you know, stuff like that. You know, yeah. The self-sustaining kind of a house. So have a, a biodome. How about that? <laughs> yeah. We'll have a water supply from a well or, or actually from a spring. One with wheels on it where you could move it? <laughs> well, no. No, it would just have it be a house. Even have it, you know, dug into the side of a hill. That way you have less exposure to the environment and by being geothermal it would it would help uh actually heat your house in the winter and help keep it cool in the summer you don't want to have... pretty cool idea um, but that but that way uh you could uh be you know off the grid you want, you wouldn't have a power bill and yeah you could have a garden you know I mean, you you could you'd only be attached to, uh, I guess, outside sources. Like if you need, at some point, you'd have gas with like a, a tiller for your garden or a tractor or, or for a car or something. But just just to minimize your reliance on, you know, outside sources. To me, that would be a, I guess, something of a, a goal for a greenhouse. Hmm. What's well, our next question? All right. What is your favorite TV show? The Mask Singer. Uh, for me, it's easy. I don't watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what's on TV out there. I don't, I, I don't got a clue. Um, wow. So I guess I'd have to say a show that I used to like to watch. Oh, man. It's hard to say. I, I always like comedy, you know, sitcoms and stuff. Well, that's a good one. I mean, there's lots of those out there. That's kind of like the mask singer. I like watching it because you got to try to figure out who, of course, is under that mask. Whose yeah. voice are you hearing singing? That's and not, you're usually that's, I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, and I have seen that show before, and, and I, I wish I could watch it more often, but it's one of those on my. Uh, cable tv app on my phone 
that you have to, it's not there all the time. I don't know if you have to like pay-per-view on it or something. And I don't know what channel it is. And I haven't known how to work our TV remote control in ages. So I don't even know what's on TV anymore. I think it's channel two on Wednesdays. So if you go to church on Wednesdays, it might interfere with that. I think it's on at seven, but it's going to be starting again soon. It's not on right now. If you use the app on your phone, you can just watch it on your phone. Well, that's what I'm saying is I do have the app on my phone, but it's not always mm-hmm. there. It was there a couple of times, and then they stopped putting it on there. So I don't know if it's a pay-per-view thing or, or what. Well, you have like direct TV or dish TV or something, don't right? Yeah. Well, they, they like to play that every once in a while where they stop showing your local channels or a certain one because they don't have a contract with them anymore to show it. Maybe that's it. But anyway, I like to watch the show called Family Feud, hosted by Steve Harvey. Uh, that's funny, you know. Yeah. I like shows like that, or uh, another one shows that was on every once in a while. The kids say the darndest thing. So, like uh, Lawrence, yeah, I like always game shows. I always like to watch. Back in the day, they, they would have game shows. All morning long, you know, Monday to Friday. Uh, I like to watch. I, I was watching like Chicago Fire. I was like, you know, I like sitcoms, like you said, like Last Man Standing, The Goldbergs, The Neighborhood. It's funny. <laughs> the United States of Al. That's a funny series. Well, you're talking about shows I've never even heard of. I don't. I don't watch TV in a long time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, stuff like uh, home, uh, home Improvement with Tim Allen. And, uh, if you start Steve, watching Last Man Standing. On it and... <laughs> if you start watching Last Man Standing, there's a lot of people that were in Home Improvement that comes to that show. Right. It makes guest appearances on his show, The Last Man Standing. And that show, he's got three daughters instead of three sons. Yeah. Yeah, I have seen that one a couple of times. He's even on his own show. They did an episode where he was on Tim oh, Allen. Came Tim, the in. tool man, came on in Last Man Standing? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. Hey, you look familiar. <laughs> they, did the, they did the whole magic of, you know, one person doing two parts. Whatever. Anyway. Oh. Have you had another questions? Uh, yeah, I'll do one more. We can move on. Um have you ever met your idol or someone that you revere greatly? Uh, or I guess we could say, have you ever met any celebrities possibly? So do you have like a... No. I have, but it wasn't anybody I wanted to meet. <laughs> huh? I have, but it wasn't anybody that I wanted to meet. Oh. Yeah. Who was your this person you met? Judge Judy? <laughs> <laughs> no. Sure, got me. Long time. Well, it seems like a long time ago. Way back when I was living in Dallas, Texas, they did this thing. You might have heard of it. It was called Hands Across America. Oh, yeah. Where everybody held hands across America, blah, blah, blah. And I was in downtown Dallas and I was standing in line and I didn't realize who I was next to. I had no idea, but. There's a singer out there in the world who's ancient, 
he's still alive. I think he's still alive to this day. His name was Tony Bennett. You wow. Know, yeah. I was holding his hand. In oh, wow. Yeah, you know, and yeah, he is pretty old. He, he might still be alive. Yeah. He is. And uh, I, I was holding his hand and hands across. I didn't, I didn't know who he was. Oh, you know, I didn't know who he was till afterwards. And he said, come on, Mr. Bennett. And he had this limo there and everything to get in. But anyway, hmm. and then I ran into, I worked at a Lone Star liquor store. And the guy came in and he wanted to buy a, a whole case of Dom Perignon. And so he gave me his credit card. It was a black credit card. I'd never seen one before. But the guy was going to buy a whole case of Dom Perignon. And I was told by the owner that if anybody spends over 100 bucks, you got to run their credit card. you got to call and get an authorization number from the credit card company. Mm-hmm. I went to the phone. I started dialing the phone. And the owner came up to me and hung the phone up. And he says, don't you know who that is? And I go, no, I don't. <laughs> well, that's Randy Love. And I go, okay. Who is that? <laughs> yeah. He's a professional football player. And I go, really? Well, he's just, in the, okay, if you say so. <laughs> and uh-huh. stuff. And so then, uh, you know, we rang up to sale and he left. He's like, don't take the heart on him. He just doesn't know. You know and a lot of people. You know, a lot of famous people like it when you don't recognize them, you know, but right, you know, because, because so many people do, you know, right. And oh my gosh, it's that guy, and they end up or something. I wouldn't freak out if I ran into some somebody who was my number one celebrity person I want to meet. One, even one reason because you can't even, I can't see who are you. Well, I'm so saying, yeah, sure you are. Make your mouth, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know you're, you're who you say you are. You know, I can't see. Feel my ears. I'll make your mouth, really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a tickle me elbow. <laughs> I like that joke. <laughs> oh, my. The last thing that Elmo wanna, gets before yeah. tickle me Elmo gets before he leaves the factory. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Why don't you tell us that, Joe? Saying is how how Tuesday the third is uh, grab some nuts day, huh? Okay. Well, the last thing that he gets before leaving the factory is two test tickles. Yeah. <laughs> tickle, tickles. That tickles. That tickles. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know about any any idols, but I have met. <laughs> Uh, or encountered uh, the, the, several celebrity people before. Yeah, you guys met Jane Kinson. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's the only famous person I was just thinking of that I've met. <laughs> you don't think he's famous, James? Oh, James Kinnison? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, famous guy. He was on the Bad Luck before. He's mm-hmm. not podcasting right now for some reason. Yeah, he's on a hiatus uh, for the time being. Well, let's see. Back in the early 80s, I was at Camp Lejeune, and it was, uh, President Reagan came to the base, and I was part of the entourage that was guarding his uh, path as he went, walked from the helicopter to the stage and back. So he walked within, I mean, basically three paces of me going down and going back up. So yeah. that close. That's true. Uh, then, then later, I was in the National Guard, and it was whenever George W. not George W. the first George H. W. Bush 
was uh, running for office, I think, against Clinton. And uh, we, my wife and I were able to get some special tickets to go and watch him give some speeches there at St. Louis. Mm. So there's that. Didn't you go see um, Lieutenant Dan Band and meet him? Uh, we went to see the Lieutenant Dan Band, and it was, as far as I know, the last time that Lieutenant Dan performed with the band uh, for quite some time. We didn't go up to meeting, but he was on stage. Oh, I thought with you going with the VA, you guys got to go backstage and meet him. Yeah, that's where me and Terry was up there at Heinz together. That would have been in 2012, was it? Something like that. Yeah, I thought we were security, but they were going to be. Uh, there's days. another famous person I got to meet. And actually, I talked to him for a little bit. Who's that? Whenever we were up in Michigan, our kids were in grade school age. And uh, they, you know, they'd talk about kids at school. And they, there was this girl named Brittany that I always like to talk about. I, I don't, don't know where her last name would have been. Like, oh, yeah, the Brittany, uh, whatever about her, Brittany. And so we went to the mall one weekend, and there was uh, you know, a little handbill up on the bulletin board that had you know this name Brittany up on this bulletin board. And I asked the kids, is this this girl you talk about all the time at school? Oh, no, it's not somebody else. I'm like, okay. And so, uh, sure enough, uh, at, at that mall, sometimes on the weekend, they'd have an entertainer come in, you know, a juggler or a magician or a singer or somebody. And so this girl's singing, and she's really good. And, uh, you know, they had, like, this rock climbing wall that kids can go and climb and stuff. Well, after the performance was over, the kids were all climbing the rock wall. And she was walking down the uh, the hallway at the mall, and her mom was just coming out Singing. of coming out of uh, I think it was a Walmart they had there. And uh, I, I seen her and talked to her. I'd like to show. Say you were pretty good. That's awesome. And uh, so we talked for a little bit, you know, talking about like uh, the old Mickey Mouse Club and stuff because they had the one in the fifties, they had the one in the eighties, and they had one comeback one. Uh, in the uh, early 90s, I guess it was, late late 1980s. And and uh, she says, yeah, I was on that. I'm like, really? She goes, you, don't, you don't remember? It's like, well, I didn't watch that much. We didn't have cable for a long time. She goes, yeah, I, I'm Brittany from that show. I'm like, oh, really? Well, nice to be able to meet her. Hit me, baby, one more time. But, of course, that Brittany is Brittany Spears. Well, I hope she had her panties on that day. She was <laughs> she was a middle school age girl at that time. Mm. It was before she got on into her raunchy phase. Uh, yeah. They got to be over to yeah, I got to meet her and actually talk with her for a little bit. She, I mean, to talk to her, she's a very nice person. At least she was when she was a girl. I mean, she's in her yeah. 30s now. I would, now she's a boy. <laughs> no, no, she's she's just a very mentally confused, confused lady. Yeah. yeah. Well, I ran into somebody else that reminded me when you were talking about those political figures. I was I was flying. You know, I was in the army. I was flying. Uh, I, as I came back into Christmas '83, when I was flying back over uh, to Germany, I f- flew into New York, and I had to get a connecting flight, and I was running through the airport like. 
the old O.J. Simpson commercials, jumping over suitcases and jogging through the the terminals and stuff, trying to get to my flight. And all of a sudden, there's a crowd of people. Bam! I ran into this big bodyguard. And I'm like, he's like, where are you going? Where are you going, sir? I go, well, I'm trying to connect and get to my flight. And he's gra- he had my he grabbed my my uh, scruff of your neck. Your feet are off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a pretty big guy, and this you know. And he grabbed my boarding pass. He's like, you won't miss your flight. And I'm like, okay, whatever. You, <laughs> I don't know what makes you think so. So I, he let me go. I went on and got on. You know, got to my gate and got on the plane. You know, we took off and we're flying. I don't know when they take, said you can move about the cabin and stuff. All of a sudden. Uh, um, this guy come up, you know, walking around the plane, talking to everybody. It was Jesse Jackson, you know, come up oh. talk to us and everything about uh, hmm. he was on his way to Frankfurt, Germany, to get a flight to go over. There were some police over in Iran or somewhere. They had some prisoners they were releasing. He was going over there to help get him released or something, come back. And I'd met him. And uh, apparently he was on the same flight. And so... Therefore, my flight was being held for him to finish up with his uh, press pitch, you know, release stuff, talking to... You know, and to, to me, what strikes me as the cool thing about that, whether you agree with Jesse Jackson's politics or not, which I mostly don't, at least he flew on a commercial flight. And he, right. he was on a private jet. You know. He walked around talking to everybody. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> We're trapped. There's I mean, a lot of times today, I mean, like politicians with, and fans... I mean, like flying with... Just, I'd be like flying on a plane, being trapped on a plane for eight hours with Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a trip. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm jumping out the window. Come on. Anyway, were you going to? But anyway, uh, I I got more questions about. We'll we'll stop with that because those kind of (laughs) questions can kind of get things going for a little bit. So let's go ahead and. Uh, get into Jill's weird words of the week. My weird words of the week. The quiz kids, bright, lovable youngsters, ready for another difficult examination in the schoolroom of the air. Because I just have a short top ten list of top ten, ten. That's it. <laughs> wow. Well, our first word is Dumbledore. Dumbledore, like Harry Potter Dumbledore? No. No, no. It's D U. M B L E D O R E Dumbledore. Yeah, Dumbledore. Like an That's Harry how you spell his. Oh well, it means something different here. <laughs> so, what does Professor Dumbledore's name actually mean? It means somebody like a bumblebee who is very bored. <laughs> That's what it means—a bumblebee. <laughs> It's a type of bumblebee. They forgot how to pronounce the word B, and they put D in it. That means that's what it means, a bumblebee. So, Terry, watch out for Dumbledores. (laughs) So, Professor Bumblebee is what his name is. Yeah, he must have stripes under his clothes that you just can't see. He's got black and yellow stripes on his butt. Yep, and a stinger. (laughs) I can't believe you guessed it that quick. That was just a wild guess, yeah. Okay, this next one is mesothorax. And you want to, it's M E S. Your thorax is so messy. M E S O T H O R A X. Mesothorax. Well, a thorax is like part of an insect body. 
I think it's the mesothelioma. <laughs> bunch of chests or something. So it's a flat-chested uh, bug. <laughs> well, it's the middle of, of... Let me see. I went on to the next the word. The middle of the thorax. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be like, like the breastbone of a bug, huh? The middle of an insect's thorax. So I'm not sure what's a thorax. Anyway. Man, wow. Keith, Keith, wow. Keith, he's Googling the answers. <laughs> he must be. <laughs> <laughs> what's the. <laughs> <laughs> you get too many right. before this. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I this tried next to get... word Seronograph? C-E-R-A-U-N-O-G-R-A-P-H. Well, a graph is like writing, writing or a chart or something. So it's a, it's a, a sophisticated spirograph. Sophisticated uh, <laughs> spirograph? It's some kind of writing, but I don't know. This is an instrument that detects and records lightning. Oh, okay. So kind of like well, a seismograph. Well, they call it a lightning graph then. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm wondering. Well, they got to make up words. Seismograph means, you know, they record yeah. earthquakes. So maybe it's a Greek word or something. For thunder. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it must be some kind of a Greek something or other. Okay. Our next <laughs> word is... Brouhaha. Brouhaha. What's the brouhaha happening here? H-A. Brouhaha. Well, I, I think it could also mean beer, but some kind of a wild uh, happening, a party, chaotic thing. Oh. All right, Terry, take a nap because he's guessing these. <laughs> I, I, I agree. <laughs> it's an upraising, uprising. Yeah. Get your brew ha ha party. Get your brewskis for the brew ha ha. Come on. Yeah, you're guessing these. These are easy words for Keith this week. I guess so. The next word is cell cow. S E L C O U T H. Cell cow, maybe? Cell cow. You're going to sell your cow? Yeah, I'm going to sell your cow for five magic beans. <laughs> so, cow. Well, this word means rarely known or strange. Well, cow. That's so, why we don't know it. I guess not, so. that one, yeah, was one that stumped you. We guessed it by not knowing it. <laughs> <laughs> by default, we guessed it. <laughs> <laughs> the next word is hoot nanny. <laughs> That's a hoot nanny. Yeah, good. Like a a dance party. Let's yeah. get a good time going on with the hoot nanny. <laughs> get some fiddles going and score dancing and everything. Swing your partner around and around, throw them in the toilet and flush them down. Yeehaw. It's probably close. <laughs> hoot nanny. She have the actual Hello? Oh. Did we get cut <laughs> off again? We lost yeah. your son. Huh? 
You don't hear me? Now we do. Now okay. Did you hear the answer? No. No. Oh, well, you guys were right. It's a, a, a party. Uh... A shindig. Yeah. The Lollapalooza. She's fading in and out. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, a folk party. Never go and I know that. G O N G O O Z L E. Gone goozle. Gone doodle? You done gone to goodle. You done goozle. G O N G O O Z L E. Gone Google. That's like instead of the google.com, it's this is the latest search that you're coming out with now. <laughs> it's supposed to be even better than Google. Yeah. But it's a this gone, word means it's, it's better a gone than Google. Google. <laughs> <laughs> it means to stare at. So if you're staring at your Google, Google, maybe. All right. So you, you get Google results and you're staring at them, so you're a gone doodle. Gone oh, goose. Gone crazy. <laughs> one, one more word, and you're going to like this one. Lala Cheesa. <laughs> That's like Lala Palooza. Only with Lala Cheesa. Yeah. You got a lot of cheese instead of a lot of Paloozas. <laughs> That's up by Wisconsin where the cheese comes from. <laughs> this means. Bad language, so don't use oh. your lala cheese, yeah. <laughs> if you use your lala cheese, you somebody off. Yeah. <laughs> lala cheese, ah. so, it's bad word. <laughs> bad words, bad words. What are you going to do? Yep. Well, let's head on to Terry's top Terry's ten. Terry's top ten. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as I said before tonight, we are going to present something of a more legitimate nature, something very unhokey. I've got a top ten list of unique things that are st- stolen from different states. You know, like... Uh, they say here that you know shoplifting is uh, so large and, and things that it gives a list of um, what you know uh, women what most women well it's not going to let me do it now things that women steal as opposed to what men steal when they shoplift hmm. you know women like cosmetics and clothing and jewelry. Things of that nature. Men, on the other hand, tend to steal electronics and TVs and power tools. I go, that sounds like our cousin Gary. That's I'm, say, I'm sure tools is in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but these are things that are stolen from from different states. So um, number ten, signposts are being stolen from the state of Washington and Colorado hmm. by men or women. Well, <laughs> or, or, or Colorado, a thing to do. Colorado and and Washington were the first two states to legalize marijuana, and so when you're driving down the interstate, whenever you get the mile marker 420, and the sign's probably not there because people keep stealing it. 
They must like that number for some reason. Marijuana thing. From what I heard, somebody said, you know, that kids used to smoke marijuana at 420 in the afternoon after school, whatever, or it was a code the police gave, whatever. So, yeah, somehow 420 is related. (laughs) So they they came up with the idea to, to save every time they keep changing the mile marker signs and put another 420. They've come up with the idea to put uh, Roman numerals. 419.9. Cut down on the thefts of it. So if you're driving through Colorado or Washington, you might see those. And you see a 419.9, you're not going crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, number nine, uh, Native burial artifacts are being stolen oh, in the state of Missouri. In the state of Missouri, people sit around. You can dig almost anywhere in the state of Missouri. They say, and you can find you know Indian oh yeah artifacts, uh, arrowheads, and right the various other things. Yeah, and, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I would think stealing artifacts means like from a grave site or from a museum. But if you're just right. out camping and you just happen to be driving a tent stick, hey, there's a old arrowhead and you pick it up. I wouldn't call that stealing. It's just there. Yeah. Right. Or if you're digging a hole in your yard and you go, whoa, look at all this cool stuff. I'm digging, like, out, digging out my outhouse basement. Well, look what I found. <laughs> and, and number eight is uh, packages are being stolen by porch pirates in the state of New Mexico. Yeah, that happens everywhere, not just New Mexico. Yeah. Number seven, if you live in Kentucky, people are stealing your trees. Really? (laughs) Yeah. It says that people... I'm going to go out there and dig up that oak tree. (laughs) (laughs) That a lot of people in Kentucky live somewhere else, and they have vacation homes in Kentucky. And so you go back home to, oh, I don't know, Michigan, and then you come down to Kentucky for the summer, and you, so you go plant you a pine tree to feel and, at home. And all your land is bulldozed down. Honey, didn't we have some trees on our property? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Those big craters where the roots just <laughs> used to be at. People had a, we had, a, had, a, had a maple tree there last year. There was a big crater out there. Number six is bicycles are being stolen from the state of Oregon. Uh, they have well, a, I know there's a lot of bicycles being stolen from the city of Springfield. <laughs> number five, cattle. Guess where that's being stolen a lot of? Um, I'm going to guess Texas. Texas, that's right. Texas. That's all I got there is stairs and queers, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't see no so, so are they going to Mexico? You know, they're being wrestled. <laughs> so we're swapping <laughs> cattle to Mexico and we're getting uh, immigrants back for them. Uh, and number four, license plates are being stolen from Colorado. Oh, wonder why. Yeah. Well, I know in Colorado now. You can get, you can pay money to get that some of the marijuana stuff put on your license plates, but it says that a lot of plates are being stolen. You have, you can go buy some special screws to attach your plates. Well, I, I guess it's a good place for for auto thieves to go and finish their cars, huh? 
Yeah. Maybe they just like like the plates there or something. And number three is in New Jersey, people are stealing a lot of metal in New Jersey. Oh, I say Jersey's. According to this list, in New Jersey, they have a a, a big um, number of people who are addicted to opioids. Not <laughs> uh, stealing metal. They'll steal anything. Yeah, well, metal. If you have a construction site, that's the thing to do. Is you go there and you steal like the the coils of copper wire that you're going to electricians will use, or the pipes that the plumbers will use. Any kind of a metal, copper, iron, steel. Uh, yeah, somebody's going to steal it and just turn it in for the, the weight of the copper. Yeah. And number two, if you live in New York City or New York, look out because people will steal your pets. Pets huh. are being stolen in New York City. Hey, where'd my zebra cobra go? I just thought <laughs> Those things are poisonous. Hope somebody finds it. Pets are being stolen in New York City. Look at that dead guy on the sidewalk over there. It says pets, but it, that's like the uh, the AKC, you know, the you know the Kennel Club kind Kennel of club. pets. Right. It's like so. Apparently, I don't know why they didn't put dogs and cats. They said they're probably not going for like the baby crocodiles. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just yeah, and the, the, the skinny dipping alligators in people's pools. Number one, the number one stolen item in. Hawaii is surfboards. Spam. <laughs> spam, spam, spam. Oh, spam. Gross. Spam in Hawaii. They love their spam there, huh? Yes, they do. Ever since ever since World War II. Every- Forget the poi and pineapples and, and coconut and bananas. They want that spam. <laughs> we want there's your a, slimy fat pork. There's That's a shortage it. of meat and they you know, have some sort of contract where they're supplied with, they hold the most spam per capita. <laughs> but yeah, so that, those, those Hawaiians, they, they're pretty crazy wanting this everyday Americana kind of a thing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> spam. So that takes care of my top 10. Um, so, we have. Are we doing? Are we doing the anchor topic? Or are we gonna? Yep, an anchor topic. It's on living skills. It's gonna be a longer show, isn't it? This it time? Is, well, so far it's gonna be a shade longer, but uh, okay, that don't matter. You know, we don't have to talk a lot on living skills. It covers a broad area. I mean, if you're home, this is what you do. What's that? What's that thing? What's that thing called uh, when we have the extra show? Other podcasts do. I can't think of that. Let's have a Patreon special. There you you go. Maybe we'll have a Patreon. This is our extended show. Got to get a Patreon account first. (laughs) Just I I guess I could. I could break it off and make a uh, a special category on the on the website that you have to pay to do. Uh, but no, a living skill is going to say any time for for waking up to go into bed, whatever you do in your home, uh, living skills. It's such a wide area. What I would really like is for listener feedback because this really probably encompasses most of what any given blind person does on any given day. 
and it, it, there's just so much there. I mean, you know, how do you make yourself breakfast? How do you do I the you I made myself go to sleep last night. Yeah. How do you how how do you handle going to sleep? Uh, there's special things like if you're totally blind, you don't know if it's light or dark. You know. Well, last night I for before I went to bed, I had six Jello shots and two pudding shots, and <laughs> made me sleepy. I went up to get to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> get you a nice hot toddy going on. But yeah, there things like you know, making a pot of coffee. People are like, how do you do that? But what well, same as anybody else does? You pour in the water, you pour in the coffee, hit the button, and it cooks it. You measure it. You yeah. measure it. If you measure it, people, whether you can see or not, if you measure it, it'll come out the same every time. When you do a pinch here and a smidgen there. Yeah, if you just take it, <laughs> just pour in the coffee, it's hard to. I, I always have measured it. Uh, if I don't have a scoop, what I'll do is I'll take a, a, a tablespoon and just dip out at least two tablespoons. Sometimes you get a third one. It depends on how strong you want it to be. Uh, if you put in a rounded tablespoon, as opposed to flat tablespoons, but but usually between two and three. Well, if you buy a Mister Coffee coffee maker, it comes with a coffee scooper in there. <laughs> All right, but it's, you might lose it. You know, Not if you keep it in your can of coffee. <laughs> That's right. You still might lose it. You, 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 we we have kids in our house. <laughs> if anybody has, it, it's has amazing. Looks like. Why is this gone? It, how did it get out of here? It should not be missing from this place here. If anybody right. has babies, like whenever we were around, I, have, I was around babies and stuff, you could get a great coffee scooper for every time you emptied out a can of Infamil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got a little scoop in there. It's like, that's a perfect coffee scooper. Yeah. You know? Or sometimes you get the, the canister of uh, Kool-Aid that comes pre-sweetened. Right. Uh, that little scooper is probably about close for making a cup on a coffee. Yeah, like Christmas. I like to, I like to save something like that. Have some set aside. If I don't have it set aside, I'll just grab a shot glass. If you got liquid coffee creamer, just pour it to a shot glass and it's dumping it. <laughs> but I drink out of a bigger cup. I drink out of a 26 ounce coffee cup. So it's. Yeah. Well, most people don't. Most coffee lovers <laughs> are 10, 10 to 12 ounces. <laughs> I supersize it. But I think mine is a little on the bigger side. My, mine might be. The my, little coffee, my little coffee cup holds half a pot of coffee. <laughs> I love a coffee cup. Mine don't. Yeah. My little coffee cup yeah, right here. You get a half a pot of your 30 cup coffee maker. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a 10, 10, 10 or 12 cups. I can't remember. But yeah, there's just a lot of things, and I, I, I'm kind of drawing a blank because uh, I honestly can't remember. I, I did have a topic related to this, but I didn't write it down. Uh, but what I'll say, simply because we are running long, is that if listeners out there, if you have a question on this or any topic, how do you guys do such and such if you're blind? Uh, let Drop us a line and, and let us yeah. know. Send us a voicemail, or I mean an email. <laughs> There was. Um, yeah, an email. We don't really have a voicemail set up. Oh, okay. um, so you, you would just have to leave an email. Call my number. Call Jill. Yeah, Jill's number is. My number on there. No. <laughs> and her address is. <laughs> Stalkers. Yeah. 
We'll make up a phone number. Well, with that said, uh, let's go ahead and, and transition to our winding down segments. I do have uh, an email or two, actually, I think. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? Here we go. And I have to say that we don't really re- receive chain letters much. and We don't really like to pass them around. But uh, this one is the one we kind of feel compelled to pass along. Is a kind of like maybe a public service announcement. Uh, it starts out saying, hi, Terry, Keith, and Jill. My name is Bert Purvis. I hope you can get the word out on doing this patriotic duty. President Biden has asked that we unite for a common cause. Since the Taliban cannot stand nudity and <laughs> considers it a sin to see a naked woman who is not their own wife tomorrow night at 7 o'clock p.m. All peace-loving women between the ages of 21 and 35 are asked to walk out of their house completely naked. No way! (laughs) To help weed out any potential terrorists. Wow. So between the ages of 21 and 35, so that doesn't include you, Jill. That's good. I'm over 35. (laughs) This won't apply to you. Oh, it goes on to say, you're asked to circle your block for one hour as recommended for this (laughs) anti-terrorist event. All men should position themselves in lawn chairs in front of their house to prove they think it's okay to see other women nude. <laughs> to hold, uh, hold a six-pack at your side is further proof of your anti-Taliban sentiment. To do my part... Okay, I have to pause here. This sounds pretty fishy to me, like uh, Bert Purvis, if that is your real name, has a special agenda here, but let me go on. To do my part, I am buying stickers for all women who participate. Stop by my house so I can put the sticker on you to show you helped. Well, her castles or something. (laughs) Put it on her bum bumper sticker. Yeah, bumper sticker. Uh, Names and addresses of non participants (laughs) should be sent to CIA headquarters, Langley, Virginia. The United States and Canada appreciates your efforts and applaud you. Wow. Yeah, I'm not there's no address here, so I'm gonna say there's somebody out there with an agenda here. Yeah, we would see naked women. But he goes on to say, Thanks for reading us on your show. Your friend Bert Purvis from oh, wow. Okay, from Dicktown, New Jersey. (laughs) That's a real town. It is a real town, I guess. (laughs) Uh, It's in New Jersey. Look it up. Um, (laughs) But that's that email. Wow. Uh, I've got a list of 35 funny towns in the United States. It's coming up soon. (laughs) Yeah, well. um, uh, the, The other email... It starts out, uh, dear TSF hosts, 
I love your funny stories and the marriage advice that you sometimes give. Well, we don't really give a marriage advice, but I guess we did it. We we did have a couple of final thoughts about, you know, marital tips. Maybe that's what they're referring to. I need your help. I'm a professor of mathematics at the local state university. My wife can be so frustrating in the romance department. And lately I've had enough of her. So I sent her an email from the office. I told her, dear wife, you must realize that you're 54 years old and I have certain needs which you are no longer able to satisfy. I am otherwise happy with you as a wife and I sincerely hope you'll not be hurt or offended to learn that by the time you read this email, I will be at the Grand Hotel with my 18-year-old teaching assistant. I'll be home before midnight. Your husband. Wow, what kind of a guy is that? I don't know if I can give any advice about that. But he goes on to say, there's more. Oddly enough, when I arrived at the hotel, my phone blinged with a return email from my wife. It read as follows. Dear husband, may I remind you that you too are 54 years old. And by the time you receive this, I will be at the Breakwater Hotel with an 18-year-old pool boy. Being the brilliant mathematician that you are, you can easily appreciate the fact that 18 goes into 54 a lot more times than 54 goes into 18. Don't play that. <laughs> I must say, I, I guess this is, uh, this is our letter writer again. I must say that I am fully aware of the correct statement of my wife's mathematical proposition, but can you tell me what does that have to do with my marital frustrations? <laughs> Thanks for any marital advice you can give me. Hope this makes it on the show. Wow. I don't have any advice for that, dude. No. You better get a couple more, couple more 18 year old assistants. Yeah, the math problem is, is correct. And, but uh, yeah, you'll have to figure that one out on your own. <laughs> Ask your wife what she, what she means by that, not me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't uh, even want to guess. Dr. Uh, ben O'Blocker, <laughs> a PhD in mathematics, Blue Ball County, Offaly, Ireland. Ireland. Hmm. O F F A L Y. Yeah, so maybe I should get the Irish accent on. Yeah. Yeah. What a guy! What a guy! I don't know what to tell you. I don't get that kind of marital advice. Uh, I'll do one more. Um, Hey, Keith, Jill, and Terry. I have a funny family story that you might like. It starts out with a terrifying moment as we rushed our four-year-old son to the emergency room. Little Brady had a terrible cough, high fever, and even vomiting. You can imagine our fear in these days of COVID. The doctor did a thorough exam and then asked our sick little son, what bothers you the most? After thinking it over, he said hoarsely, I would have to say my little sister. We all had a good laugh 
And little Brady is recovering just fine from this case of the flu. <laughs> Hope this makes it my show. Alice and Phil Tripper from Accident, Maryland. Accident. There's actually a town called Accident. Yeah. yeah. So the, even though the kid was really sick, he was most bothered by his little sister. Not not a sore throat, not the vomiting. Yeah. Not the fever, nothing else. Just his little sister. It was annoying. Yeah. Little sisters. <laughs> yes. They're so that was maybe a little of a brighter note than those <laughs> other uh, uh, females. Yes. <laughs> so let's wrap this up with final thoughts. Anybody want to <laughs> share a final thought? I have. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Terry. If you're ever lost in a corn maze, just follow your ears. <laughs> Instead of your nose. <laughs> the wind is like the air, only pushier. Really what? <laughs> Twistier? Pushier. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, as I drove by the National Peanut Festival, I didn't bother to stop. That place is just nuts. <laughs> Which is appropriate for for the National Grab Some Nuts Day on Tuesday the 3rd. <laughs> <laughs> This running joke, but I just can't catch it. <laughs> well, there was a running joke, all right, about the nuts and about that thought. All kinds of jokes. Yeah. <laughs> well, if car accidents happen within five miles of your house, why don't people just move 10 miles away? Uh, yeah, smart. <laughs> uh, someday, I'd love to test the theory that money can't buy you happiness. <laughs> so, I think it can for a little bit. Bring on the money. Uh, yeah. I, I've also heard that money can't buy happiness, but you can rent it for a while. The I heard. Uh, I, I heard. Didn't know if you heard. I heard that a limbo champion walked into a bar. <laughs> disqualified. Disqualified. <laughs> you know, I also heard that Sam Limbo champion had somebody broke into his house and stole his trophy. How low? <laughs> Expiration date on sour cream. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got any more, Terry, or we're going to wrap this all up? I don't think I have any more. Well, all I want to say is that during the course of this podcast, no trees were harmed in the production <laughs> of our show. However, a rather large number of electrons were somewhat disturbed. 
And with that, we will wrap up. Uh, this is your host, Keith, saying thanks for listening. Leave Number us 40. Rating. It's a big one. Leave us yeah. a rating and review. Uh, send your uh, your money <laughs> to our donate button our old page. Donate, donate. So we can uh, help defray some of the costs of keeping the podcast going. Uh, and uh, drop us a line send us an email tell us all about your funny story uh, about any questions you have uh, for black people and uh, with that all I can say is thanks for listening and tell a friend about us yeah bye bye you can say tune in next week where you can hear Terry say I gotta pee I gotta pee <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that sounds funny TSF at that sounds funny dot com.